Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5. Kind of reminds me of the old days, Gordon. Battling technology. The last two episodes of the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, we actually had a guest on who lives in freaking Guadalcanal as a battlefield tourist, um, and our live stream started freezing up, and um, disk usage is at 100%, YouTube freezes up, I had to kill the stream just so we can get the quality audio because that's where everything comes in at, and so I've been minimizing everything on that machine, I have an SSD hard drive on the way. But I used to just control that computer remotely from my main workstation, but I found that that remote login streamer uses like 40%. So now I got extra keyboards, mice, I got to slide over the other side and start the show because I still don't have an internal or a producer. But uh, hopefully the YouTube stream will work fine. Um, I don't know what the resources are at right now, but uh, how are you doing, friend? I'm doing all right, but just this just in, to protect against nuclear fallout, Dr. Fauci recommends wearing three masks. <laughs> um too soon no i'm just no i was no. gonna make an asbestos <laughs> joke <laughs> Duck well, you cover. know you know i'm actually surrounded by asbestos in the in the wild out here right joining us once again you know him from tiktok a social outcast adam is with us once again from the ozarks adam how are you doing tonight doing great doing great how are you guys Good. Gordon, if you could do what we did last time, just adjust your microphone just a little bit because Adam doesn't have a mixing board in front of him, so he has no real way to adjust his microphone. That way you guys are both level. That would be fantastic. Down or up? Perfect right there, I think. All right. Until I get loud. Yeah, see, we should have done that before the show because here we are like two minutes in and I wasn't recording, so now I'm going to go Yeah, you jammed right into it. There was no prep or anything. I got to go. Well, I'm fighting the the biological clock of my daughter. Um, We're at a... We're at a ceasefire in tonight's family argument. Uh, we were fighting up just until before um, Biden went on to give his State of the Union address. We do have a ceasefire here in the House. Homework gate number 55,438 is at a pause right now. Both sides, all three sides, of we're kind of back into our own little border states here. We have peace right now. And so because we don't know that the tensions are so high, the ceasefire might end at any moment. She may go nuclear. We don't know. So we're just trying to, much like Biden is now, trying to rush to get things out, put it on record, and then scurry back into his basement, if you know what I mean. Hey, real quick. Remember the whole Snake Island thing and the uh, Russia? Good Russia news, bad news on that. Yes. I think it's more good than news than bad news. Yeah, um, I do too. Um, Adam, if you didn't, you heard about the whole Snake Island thing, right? In Ukraine? Yes, yeah. Um, so for those of you who live under a rock who don't know what we're talking about, um, I got a damn gnat flying around here. When when uh, Ukraine was it's first just Tourette's in, kicking in. When Ukraine was first, um, this whole nonsense started off. We the second day or the first day, you know, we heard all oh, Ukraine has given out their first version of their Medal of Honor to thirteen Marines who were stationed on Snake Island. Then we all heard the audio clip of. The Russian uh, warship threatening to bomb them if they didn't disarm them, replying uh, most wonderfully, uh, dear Russian battleship, go fuck yourself. And then we are told they all died. 
Um, the truth is that really did happen. The day did take a bombing, but they weren't dead. The reason Ukraine claimed they were dead is they lost communication. Turns out after the Russian bombed the shit out of the island, they went and basically captured all 13 of them and took them down to, uh, oh, what's the, I always forget the area of Ukraine that they stole like 14 years ago or eight years Crimea. ago. Crimea. Yeah, they took them down to Crimea. And since Russia has released photos to the Ukraine Navy proving that they're still alive. And so the Ukraine Navy has released that they did in fact not die. So great news all the way around. They still told them to go fuck themselves and they didn't die. They were just captured. So that's good news for their families. I'm going to predict the time man of the year. Oh, well, it depends. If he, if he survives. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it depends on what side of the aisle the editor of Time Magazine's on during that that time. You know what I mean? Depending on which way the wind's blown politically, they want to be, they always want to take the chance of being on the right side of history. So they may, you know, go a different direction on that. But yes, one would argue that, uh, mother, why is it like one fly? Told you it's Tourette's. You know, the, the crazy. Tripping out, aren't you? Well, you know, the, the other crazy thing is we've seen TikToks. Oh, Generation X don't know bats, what it's like bats. growing up being on the edge of nuclear meltdowns. We don't know what it's like to be in a Cold War. It's like, really? There was a turtle by the name of Bert, and the turtle was very alert. When danger threatened him, he never got hurt. He knew just what to do. See, dear millennials, um, when you're growing up in the threat of a cold war and a nuclear meltdown, you get all the facts in true color in real time on social media. Our generation had it whitewashed, painted over in a Disney-esque cartoon that simply had us duck and cover underneath our desk in nuclear fallout trails as if that quarter-inch piece of plywood in that little metal basket above your head with the, uh, the acoustic ceiling above your head it was going to protect you from nuclear fallout. Yeah. The only Much part less. they didn't teach us in school was the kiss your ass goodbye part. Yeah, it was just stuck in cover and everything would be cool. Yeah, like that uh, single pane glass window in the corner of the room was going to do anything. Well, exactly. But I will argue, I know I've seen on TikTok, a lot of people say, yeah, you know, we, we know we've dealt with it. We're Gen X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also we got a have little it. different perspective these days, well, and we see it live action. I was going to say, same thing we just said. Now, we're also getting in real-time color live events. And, you know, that's the, cra- that's the weird thing, right? So we've been at war for the last 20 years over in Saudi, you know, over in the Middle East, all the areas Dude, over there. I about said Saudi Arabia. I about said Saudi Arabia. But over, you know, over there, and it's all desert area. You see the battle footage, and you know it's kind of hard to relate to. Because, Bad guys are in pajamas. Well, it's just hard to relate to because that's not the city in which we live in, and we're watching that footage, even if it's from a year ago. The whole area, just like, oh, that's it's not relatable. But when you see this footage coming out of Ukraine, and you're seeing like 2018 Toyotas blown up, and you're seeing buildings that look like downtown Chicago or downtown New York, you're like, oh, yeah, this is truly happening. And it's easier for us in the West to relate to because – it looks familiar. It's more relatable because that's that is what our you know as bad as it may sound, but that's kind of what our world looks like. Whereas when we're seeing 
pictures of you know small little villages in the desert living out of adobe huts and stuff like that it's just kind of harder to relate to and it almost seems old-fashioned even though it's happening now well a couple of things one knowing that it's the biggest invasion in europe since world war ii Mm -hmm. two just watching you know especially today a lot of civilians went down it is very disturbing and upsetting to watch and 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 can relate and have that empathy for them it's almost like if not to dumb it down because it's just a bigger version of this it's like literally watching some poor kid get pummeled on the verge of dying by by an adult knowing we can do something but we can't do something because we've also been threatened you know it's like what do you do it's it's the most helpless feeling right yeah it's and then you know you i mean we could go in there that line that convoy that convoy 40 miles two long, predator drones is all they need not or a few a10 warthogs yeah, and like an ac30 like yeah we just mothballed a couple of warthogs and some f-16s in the desert i was watching a um, guy who was on tucker the other night and he said before this all happened we were getting ready to mothball some air force equipment and he actually presented at least he claimed in this interview to the government hey instead of mothballing this why don't we kind of Head this over that way because, you know, Gordon well, and I have been talking about this for months. Uh, we don't bring up on the show, but there's been a lot of text messages up before this invasion actually took off because we've been keeping an eye on the Dude, have you been seeing what's going on in Ukraine? So none of this was a surprise to us. And I think we even went back a few episodes ago, and, and I even said, you know, what's confusing is is our media saying this invasion is going to happen. Biden's saying this invasion is going to happen. But then when you watch media from across – Oh, we don't know why the American Pentagon so convinced that this this is not going to happen. And they showing Ukraine. Oh, nothing. It's fine over here. Nothing's going to happen. It's like, for once, we got something way, way right, and everyone else refused to believe. Yeah, it. but that whole WMD thing kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Mm -hmm. you know, Bay of Pigs. We cried wolf, <laughs> went in, and lo and behold, there was no nukes in Iraq. And the Bay of Pigs turns out was false. That's how we basically kicked off. You know. So we kind of set a precedent. Our, our, our alphabet uh, agency, one of them, set a president, and uh, yeah, and that's it's the scary thing is just watching everything. And some people were like, even a month ago, I was like, why are you paying attention to this? It's like, so I could see it coming. Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not surprised. And what was amazing is all the Ukrainian citizens who were surprised by this, you know, because they were spun, uh, you know, and, and hey, and I know it was mainly done to keep the temperature down and maybe keep the panic from happening, but. But we got, you know, Vlad, Mad Vlad over there who I think is either A, lost his mind, or B is, you know, World's hey, case of chlamydia, brain rot. Something. Something. I was watching uh, the guy from Ukraine that speaks at the UN, and he said something kind of interesting yesterday. And, and, and it's, hey, I hate beating this, this thing, cause it, but it is fresh. Uh, he said, hey, if Putin wants to kill himself... He don't need to new, new, use nukes. He needs to just uh, do it in a bunker like that guy in World War II did. No, he said like I the guy in 1944 did, but yeah. Like, yes. So. Well, Adam, wouldn't you, you would think now, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but you're kind of like watching this and, you know, if you've been up to date on it like Gordon and I have been up before this happened, it's like, and you're seeing, you, you're going back and you think about the Ukraine trying to keep their people at panic and now you're seeing them handing out AK-47s and teach them how to make, you know, it's so funny. The media is like showing them, they're making 
Moftoff cocktails. No, they're Sticky making ones too. I was going to say no, they're making portable napalm. Once you put, once you add that styrofoam, that's now napalm. But if they would have maybe taken this a little more seriously, they could have deployed all these things and make taking these measures a couple more weeks and at least be a little ahead of the game. Very yeah. true, but at the same time, it's no different than school bully. Ninety percent of the time, he's going to talk a lot of shit. Very rarely is going to do something. And while, yes, it should have been forced Dean to come, um, I honestly don't think that they thought he would do it. Yeah. I mean... He's But, but I, I want to say, yeah, I can see that, but once again, we don't learn from history, we're bound to repeat it. He was serious when he did it to Georgia. He was serious when he did it to Crimea. So it's not like he doesn't have a history during the Bush administration, the Obama administration. He took off time from the crazy orange man because he didn't want to deal with him and here we are. It's like, and, like, and even even touching base on that, like, I part of me, like, I want to say that if he was in office, it would be different. <clears throat> part of but, me says it won't. Um, I was wondering if yeah. it'd be worse. Yeah, very much because then it would have just kind of thwarted everybody into it. It would have been World War Three right off the bat. Yeah, I really don't know how much. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I don't know how much better it would have been with him at the helm but i think when he left so did a lot of his people including the people that ran some of these higher positions in you know the pentagon and so yeah. maybe his administration as a whole would have kind of tried to calm him down a little bit but maybe handled it a little bit more well, different i don't know well well not only that like if you look at like the orange man that we have now i mean realistically who we have now is, is a joke aspect he's not threatening in the least bit you could he could tell you he was going to bomb you tomorrow and you would laugh at him because he's a joke at, at least that's the way he seems where the other guy is is that guy if he tells you he's going to do it he's going to do it you know what i mean and what's scary to me is okay we've all kind of accepted the fact that biden is kind of feeble and makes missteps and well, so, and, and, yeah. and so when he calls Kamala Harris the president once, maybe twice, you're like, okay, that's a feeble guy. But when his wife does it today, you're like, is there something we don't know that maybe they keep forgetting the rules when they go on camera? I mean, is she truly, you know, the one in charge? Because not only has he done it twice, now his wife just did it when they introduced, you know, apparently in the Biden household, the phrase vice, which is weird because he had the title of vice president for years. So you figure they wouldn't keep tripping up on saying vice president Kamala Harris. Why do they keep dropping the vice whenever anyone from his family presents her? I don't get it. It's no, it's insane. It'd be different if that man was never vice president. But you figure somebody you figure that, you know, if it was opposite way and he was the vice president, he would actually call her the vice president. But you figure he would be used to appending that title before president. So to me, it's just, it's like, oh, come on, come on. I mean, just that little stuff just kind of goes to show. I've been, I've been, sh I've been shuffling around my house last couple days. Like, we got to recall this guy. <laughs> we got to recall this whole administration. What, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Well, and, I'm hoping. Even it, it, with our administration, but I'm hoping uh, it sounds like there may be a chance that uh, the citizens and maybe even the military of Russia are, are starting to. Uh, That's our only true hope. Yeah. They need, to, they need to go in and they need to overthrow, do a coup d'etat. Let's put a bullet in his head and be done with it. Yep. That's our only true hope I, of, of, a, of an outcome that we're the closest thing to a, a um, per, per, preferable, preferable outcome would be someone just off of him. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else there is to do. Yeah. Well, even then, who's behind him that might not make it worse? Well, that's why I said his whole administration. He needs to go. Harris needs to go. We yeah. just the whole administration needs to go. I don't. It's. I don't know. It's. It's fucking crazy. Let's lighten the mood up a little bit, Adam. Yes, please. You're a fisherman. Yes, um, sir. You're familiar with my fishing exploits. You know that on the worst day I can catch a fish or four, if I'm worm flipping, they may not be big, but but I I can catch them. Do you believe in cursed equipment? <laughs> um, yes, I very much do. <clears throat> so for those of y'all who follow my YouTube channel, you know that when I got my kayak, I bought off a buddy of mine, and I just started buying some cheap equipment, really didn't know much. I got a nice Abu Garcia spinning rod for my birthday, and then I'm getting a bait caster, not really realizing the difference. So for the longest time, I had been using a spinning rod with my bait casters, and then for my birthday, I got a Cast King bait caster rod. Anyhow, this weekend, we went to go trade the Volkswagen in because the lease was up. That's a fun thing to do while the world's falling apart. And lo and behold, Volkswagen had absolutely no car. They had more salesmen on the floor than they had new cars on the lot. I'm thinking how these salesmen even getting paid. And it's like they had like a Toyota uh, Toyota Highlander. They wanted like used one with 60,000 miles. They wanted 40 grand for it. And this, that, and the other thing. And so the salesman was quick to say, hey, here's your payoff. Why don't you just buy it out, refinance at this. You'll cut your car payment in half. And then six months from now, you can go to any lot with hoping, but maybe by then they have stock and you can trade your car. And then, oh, by the way, we're concerned. Um, two things. One, that ship that's floating around in the Atlantic that caught on fire that's full of Volkswagens and uh, Audi. Luckily, only two of those belong to the Volkswagen dealership in Fort Myers. Um, but apparently Volkswagen gets a lot of their parts from some uh, manufacturing plants in Ukraine. And so not only are they worried about chip shortages, now they're going to not have access to some of these parts that are probably poured in foundries. I'm sure they're not high-tech parts, but parts nonetheless. And so Volkswagen's going to be dealing with a more shortage. So anyhow, we dealt with all that. And then back to the fishing thing, we were down the street from Dick's Sporting Goods, and which is 30 minutes closer than the nearest Bass Pro. So we swung Formerly in. Formerly known as Galleons, by the way. Which we used to work at. Mm -hmm. Um. And so Carrie got it. Carrie still had, she had her Guggen bait caster and she still had um, a bait caster on a, on a, um, I always want to call them swivel, <laughs> but anyhow, um, bait caster on the wrong pole. So she got a new Guggen pole and I didn't want to drop a bunch of money in a pole. And I found this pole, never heard of, have you ever heard of Defy? Uh, yes. Yes. What is your opinion of Defy? Um, some They're, of their stuff is, is, is good, but me, for the most part, it's, it's garbage. It's a $59 rod, so I'm not expecting the world's yeah. most greatest thing, but I have been fishing with $39 rods by B Berkeley, um, who make well, decent stuff. you'd have been better off getting a lose. What's that? I said you'd have been better off getting a lose, because you could have got a complete setup for 80 bucks, and the rod would have been 100 times better, and you had a backup reel that would work. So I get this rod, and I go out Saturday night. <laughs> he just moves on. Well, no, it's kind of <laughs> leading up to my point. So I buy this Defy medium heavy seven foot one inch long model 13 for some reason that's a great number to choose so i go out saturday night it's five or whatever um i go out i start worm flipping this thing i don't get any hits i don't even get nothing so i switch back to my cast king and i start throwing crankbaits and i probably hook up six or seven fish on a crankbait 
and all six or seven of them came off. How I lose six fish off a treble hook, two treble hooks on crankbaits on my old rod, my cast king. So I'm getting angry. I'm like, what the hell? I'm not catching anything on the worm, on the defy rod. All six of the uh, one, no, I'm sorry, five on the crankbait, on the cast king I lose. So I'm heading back to the lake. It's getting dark. There's a lady who always fish off the dock. I see her pulling and pulling and pulling. She looks like she's trying to land a marlin, but she's clearly snagged. And so I said, hey, are you snagged? And she said, yeah. No good deed goes unpunished. I said, well, hey, let me see your rod. I'll paddle out the opposite direction because when you're snagged, you want to go the opposite direction and get your ship free, right? Mm -hmm. So I take it out there. I paddle the other direction. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. Snap. Break her fucking rod. Break a rod. Kill the fly. Hook comes right out of the snags. And now it's not snagged anymore, but the tip of her rod's broken off. So I paddle over there. Hey, let me give you my phone number. Let me replace your rod. No, I got plenty of them in there. It's not a big deal. No, I, I, I need to replace your rod. No, I got plenty of them. She refuses, but I am going to take over one of my rods that I don't use because it's a swivel rod and not a baitcaster rod. But anyhow, so I'm pissed. I turn around. I start throwing a topwater revolver by Guggen on my casking. Snag a bass. Reeling it in, reeling it in. Gets off. Motherfucker. <laughs> so now I've lost five on a crankbait and one on a topwater. All of them with trouble hooks. Cast in again. This is the most top water action I've seen all winter. They're finally starting to hit on top. They're just having a feeding frenzy. Throw it in again. Get the fish. Reel it in. He comes off. Said the hell that it's dark. Now go home. Carrie and I go out the next day. This is her first day fishing with her second Guggen rod. She has a Guggen Twitch and a Guggen Go to. Um, she's fishing weightless worm. She's casting, reeling them in. Do, 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 do. Got a bass. Yay. I'm flipping my defy 13 why you put 13 in a fucking fishing rod not getting nothing i'm switching the crankbait i get one on it comes off she's pulling in another one pulling another one i cut off my weight i'm going worm weightless same same bait same setup stupid fucking rod throwing it not i'm out there for five hours don't so you got get the schlep rock storm cloud over your head at this point pulling one one fish on a crankbait with my cast king carrie catches 13 bass that day so I went out the night before, lost seven. Went out the following day. She pulled in 13, and I pulled in one. I'm telling you, this fucking fishing rod has brought nothing but bad juju to my kayak. And I'm going to give it one more day, and the thing's got to go. I'm going to burn it I in effigy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was more the uh, the rod as the Santeria shit you were messing with last time. No, because the Santeria stuff got me good. I caught like a two-and-a-half-pound fish on that water spot. And I, well, you know, there's the good side, and then there's probably the uh, the back end of that whole deal. I've so. been catching quite a good yeah. few amount of fish. Ever since that happened, I was pulling in 5, 12, 8 a day. Now it's like I get skunked. You pay up, sucker. I guess so. I'm going to give it one. The rod cast, all right. It's a little stiff. I don't, for some reason, they put the hook ring. You know how you put your hook when you're done? It's usually above the reel. It's below the reel. And and when I saw it at the store, I'm like, well, that might be work out because there's been times where on a windy day you'll cast and your braid will hit that line and it'll cause a midair stop. So I'm like, well, maybe that's fine. No, because when you cast, it's rubbing into the palm of your hand. So, So. One more day, and then I'm gonna well, I'm gonna shine it back up, find my receipt, and return it. Let, let me ask you this: um, because the rod's different, could have stuff to do with it. Um, when you're setting the hook, when you're catching these bass, are you setting hard like usual, or well, that's my whole point. That's my whole point. 
I haven't even gotten a hit on this thing. The fish that I got off were on my cast king rod with the bait caster. Since this fucking thing has been in my boat, no fish has even touched the worm. And I'm fishing the same color worm, same hook, same line, same reel Carrie has, but she's got her Guggen pole pulling them in. Hey, uh, have not you thought even... of maybe testing that theory and sliding that pole onto her kayak? I asked her if she wanted to use it in the middle of her live stream on TikTok where she has 100 people and they're making fun of me because I'm pissed off and screaming in the background. No, I don't want that pole. <laughs> she don't want it nowhere near her, bird, her boat. What's funny, what's funny, you do that, she's going to catch bigger fish than you catch at more. If I gave it to her and she landed a six-pounder, I could at least say, good, the thing's not cursed. I can keep it in my boat. But that, like I said, I'm not even – they're not even – I'm not even getting bites on it. It's the craziest thing. It's like I have a big giant neon sign on my boat and it's scaring away all the fish. They're not even hitting my worm. I, I tried regular worms. I tried flukes. I tried bandito bugs. I was changing up fucking nothing. Meanwhile, number eight. Oh, can you come help me? I swallowed the hook. I'm over there getting number nine. Oh, this one swallowed the hook. Go over there, tying the hooks on me, cast, nothing, cast. Only good thing is I'm burning calories and weakening up my rotator cuff all day long. And I'm just like, God help me. What the fuck? <laughs> I was just like, I was, wind's blowing. I'm getting mad. I'm like, ugh. You know, the whole, a, a good day, a bad day of fishing is better than a good day of work. It's fine if you're one of these cats who fish once a month, but when you're somebody out there four days a week, no. A bad day of fishing is I should have fucking stayed home and watched YouTube. Yes, yes, I agree with that. <sighs> so but, frustrating. I mean, all honesty, your best bet, <clears throat> take a treble hook, prick your finger, wipe some blood on it, your sacrifice, try it again. Yeah, might as well. I'm going to, I was hoping to go out tonight, but that fell through. But, well, uh, being that I live in a desert, I can't, you know, relate. I'm sure you've probably done fishing out this way, haven't you? Yes, yes. Actually, when I was when I was younger, I used to fish Sunset Park before. Oh, you're <coughs> Sunset Park these days, but uh, yes, <laughs> I get it. Well, I'm talking um, back in the '80s. Oh yeah, back in the '80s. Yeah, they may want to go strapped. You know, back when but, uh, back when society was starting to lose their decorum, not after it's been lost and buried and kicked in the dirt. <laughs> We have absolutely no effing decorum at all. But um, you're telling me before the show that like you're thinking tomorrow might be the first time all winter you get a worm in the water. Yeah, um, it will be. We're gonna head out probably about nine thirty tomorrow and see what we can do. Like the ice thawed out. I mean, there's big chunks in the middle, but as far as where the fish will come up to the warm water, it it'd be a killing spree tomorrow. But with all the prostitution and the ice houses, you're not into the whole ice fishing? You know, we hear about the, the prostitution and the ice shanties out on the lakes. You're not into that? I pay too much for my fishing gear. I couldn't afford an ice prostitute if I tried. <laughs> not only that, you wouldn't want her to steal it. It's bad right. enough when they steal your wallet and your pants when they take all your fishing gear, too. We're like, fuck. <laughs> I gotta wait for another mystery toggle box to come. Oh, hashtag van life. I'm starting to see these cats in real life. I'm sure you see them a bit out there in Vegas, don't you, Gordon? Yes, you do. A lot of them have these uh, Mercedes Transit vans. Or Sprinter vans. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mercedes Sprinter, Ford Transit, and then whatever fucking Dodge's version is. But you definitely see a lot of the Mercedes. So I priced one of those, by the way. 70 grand. You better go up. Yeah, well, now, now that Mercedes, is... Mercedes uh, with a 4x4, because if you're going to do that out here, you might as well get four-wheel drive. 
so you can really get out there and boondock. Uh, you're 100 plus. Well, that's the high end van life. A lot of these cats are just buying empty fleet vans and building, you know, waterbed bases in there and all that. But look at and basically driving around a kidnapper. And that shit's fine if you're 18, 19, yeah. 20, 25. But when you're, you're seeing, in your 40s and you get out of van like that, you only get some weird looks. You're not a hashtag van life, and you're you're borderline homeless. Well, well, it's kind of true. But here's the thing: it's we've we've all known the guy who lives on a boat, right? No. Well, I live in Florida, and everyone. I, I know some people live in the fucking park right down the street, though. Well, you'll meet these guys who live on the boat, and it sounds Born romantic. And much like the van lifers, it sounds romantic, and I it's fun for a weekend or two, but. You're living in an environment that was designed for casual use. Um, living in a van or in a boat, unless it's a freaking yacht, uh, the showers, the shower heads, the toilets, the sinks, the sink knobs, mm-hmm. it is like living in the world's cheapest single white trailer. It's the same quality stuff. It wears out. Once again, these are recreational vehicle intended to be, not flushing 20 times a day and just living in them. And after a while, you know, sleeping on a four-inch foam mattress can't be good for you i mean i when we go out using a dad's camper you know his toy hauler just one night on those travel mattresses just suck you know unless you're driving an inordinate amount of money i just i don't know to me it seems like the romanticism of living in a van or even a high-end camper full-time would get real fucking old real quick um well go ahead go ahead on that no go ahead go ahead i'm actually still working on my thoughts so um so like with Mystic Custom Cycles, I traveled for three years with a hot bike hauler. I lived out of a toy hauler where when you walked in the camper to the right hand side was my living quarters, my shower, my bathroom, everything was there. I put up a retaining wall and the last 30 feet of it, I could a shop space because I was taking the bikes with me. Um, if you do it right, it can be very but you have to do some remodeling. Like you couldn't just go buy an Airstream and live it in terminal. Yeah. But it, it is possible, and it, it is pretty easy to be. Like, I had a queen-size bed and 56 flat screen on the wall. Can't ask for more than that. And what age were you again? Your, your uh, connection's not that great. It's it's dropping out. Hopefully it'll get better. If not, we'll, uh, we may end you know we may end it a little sooner, and hopefully it comes back. So how old were well, you at the time? Um, this was 10 years ago, not even. Uh, oh, wow. See, 2015 was the last year that I toured. Yeah, well, see, once again, that's on tour, though. You have places to be. you got things to do. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you woke up and you're in a camper. And your well, your goal is to drive to this park and then drive to that park and maybe shoot a couple of TikToks and some Instagrams. You're not on tour showing off product and participating in something, really. Well, true. But at the same time, like, I'm sure I could appeal to you otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. how, how badass would it be for you to load up your kayak and go fish every fucking state that you can reach? Yeah. And just... You know what I mean? It's the same type of. I I can see where you're coming from because, uh, and this is what I was kind of working on a little earlier. I think the hardest core of the van life for types is your ski bums. Yeah. Because when I was living up in Big Sky in the in the '90s, there were people who were proud that they're living in a wall tent and it's fucking zero degrees outside. Wall tents cost like a thousand dollars. That shit ain't cheap. But once again, yeah. these cats are 20, 30. Yep. These aren't forty-five-year-old dudes. I don't care. 2030, I ain't living in a fucking wall tent, you know? I want some heat. 
I want some running water because we've been there as yeah. children. <laughs> you know, we've 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 been cold before. And, and maybe and, that's maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's because we spent a substantial amount of time in trailers <laughs> in places like that. I'm not that, even talking about trailer. I'm talking about the hundred year old farmhouse. Well, the farmhouse, the cabin. Mm-hmm. There is an, a cuter adjective for it, a shack. But, you know, maybe because, because we lived in Awful. environments where you don't have running water and you're bathing in a river and shitting in an outhouse, maybe. This this cabin, <laughs> cabin, its uh, structure was so bad it bowed. Yeah, I, as a kid. It bowed I was... up to one side. It had snakes in the ceiling. <laughs> the walls and ceilings were all um, paneling. Yep. The old 70s Old Irish paneling. paneling. Yep, the old Irish paneling. The bathroom was about 20 yards away, filled with spiders. So maybe that environment kind of yeah. just wore that out of me at a young age, and now I prefer to have my square footage, a comfortable couch, and some air conditioning. But I don't know. Carrie follows a girl on TikTok she actually knows. Um, she used to live down here. woman's got a shitload ton of following. And she just sold all her stuff. Hashtag van life. First day, blew a tire. <laughs> Second day, blew like her freaking all today. Because, you know, she just quickly sold everything. No planning. Didn't build the van. Just, I'm going to do it all on the fly. It's like, to me, it just it doesn't sound fun. Especially if you're buying old used equipment. And, yeah. And you've loaded up everything you have. Sold everything you have. And you're, okay, 47, hashtag van life. So. What I've actually been considering, speaking of this, um, like I'm pseudo- pseudo retiring for what i'm doing like my daughter she comes oh, back to good. college next year nice and she's gonna take over the fabrication side of it she's been doing it for 10 years before she went to school when she gets back she'll be ready um i actually want to convert my work trailer into uh boat storage so i can load up like a, a 14 foot john boat that's been converted into a basketball and just take off for weeks at a time and go fish and literally live the camper life for Yes, mom. We did have good times in that cabin, but you have to admit it was hot. And some oh, is she indoor, watching? Yeah, and some indoor plumbing would have been nice. <laughs> but uh, well, let's go back to uh, the, the old saying that you're seeing a lot lately, and it's um, hard times create strong men. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You know, and and I I would not change those hard times, and because be quite honest, we didn't know any better. No, of course not. And uh, I wouldn't change that for the world because I, 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 there's some soft fucking people on my in-law side. Oh, oh, actually, I'm like, holy cow! You've never had a fucking difficult in your life. You're freaking out over this. Jesus, grab some perspective, dude. You're from Chicago. I thought you're supposed to be tough. Y'all just bluster. You know, actually, <laughs> there's some science behind that now. Um, I was saving this for later, but um, I've seen this story a few places, and I've actually seen some. Um, Gen Zers badmouth this guy calling him some army dude. Um, I'll just read this story. Rio Grande Valley, Texas. A release from the Pentagon official states that Gen Z's sedentary lifestyle is leaving them more prone to injuries in military boot camp. Um, that would make sense. I'm going to skip down. Quote the they're also, okay, Boomer, Nintendo, no one plays Nintendo. The Nintendo generation soldier skeleton is, is not tough enough it has not been toughened by activity prior to arrival, so some of them are breaking more easily. So basically, what you old you got old private jelly bones over there? Well, what they're finding out is, you know, these kids are from the time they're infants to now they're coddled, they're inside, they're not out 
having the rough and tumble life that we did. They're not jumping out of haylofts. They're not jumping off of roofs. They're not out there playing guns. They're not falling off skateboards as much. They're not jumping out of trees, pretending to be paratroopers rolling on the ground, twisting their ankles, banging their shins on their bear trap bike pedals. You know, it's so all that shit that we went through, your bones get thicker when they oh, heal. Yeah. When you when you sprain your like leg or crack your, you know, you see those crazy um, martial artists kicking bamboo trees with their shins to make their bones thicker. Well, well and the resistance of your body weight against whatever you're doing is actually one of the biggest benefits of. But it. what they're discovering is is their basic training hasn't gotten any tougher, if not, it's gotten weaker. But they're finding that they're people are suffering more bone breakage and ankle sprains and mm. sprained hands doing the same exact boot camp procedure that they've been doing for years. Yeah, that, arguably a little softer. Yeah. And so they can look at the data, you know, back in 2010, X amount of, you know, boots got sprained an ankle on this and now it's tripled. So they're actually kind of seeing through their boot camp that more and more people are actually suffering breaking bones from doing the same stuff that, prior generations have been doing and they they're truly saying their frames are weaker due to lack of rough and tumble activity as children yeah i've got well, corrected my uh, jelly bones comment it's more like balsa bones there you go uh, well and i gotta go back to what your brother was saying like hard times breed hard men to be honest with you like our generation was the last the hard one and our generation also is the one who kind of created the soft ones in a way mm -hmm. but they're the parents. At the same time. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is where I could toot my horn, even though we've tried to have kids and we never were able to. Thank God I'm not a party to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know we we've we know the people who let their kids call them by their first name and, oh, and all yeah. that stuff. But yeah. This is my friend. But yeah, it's you know, and, and we're kind of dealing with that here. I was talking earlier about the ceasefire in my house tonight from the homework debacle but you know it's like it's just a constant battle yeah well i see gen z as the new age boomers yeah that, that's all they are is new age boomers and well, i tell you what i think you're right because one thing that is going on at least in the vegas valley and it may be across the country is fights are through the roof at schools right now they're not just uh they're not just motherfucking each other in social media they're swinging <laughs> You know, so they well, may actually <laughs> toughen up a little bit, at least the kids. And maybe this is post-Gen Z, who, who knows what the next one's called. But uh, maybe it's Generation Knuckles. Who, who well, knows, you know? No bullshit. Today I was out front uh, talking with my buddy Tim that I'm going to go fishing with. And I'm watching these kids from grade school come down. Now the kid on the corner constantly gets picked on by his older brother. I see it all day when I'm out there and this other kid comes up to him and he's talking crap to him. And the little kid just stands there. The other kid's like twice his size. And the kid, like, he didn't back down. He didn't anything. But the older kid was scared of the little kid because he didn't back down. It just, like, showed the generational gap, the difference between, like, solidarity versus weakness. It, it was actually pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That would be uh, refreshing, I guess, is, is the word for it. Well, you know, I guess the the first sign that we had a problem is when the NFL came out with their Play 60 campaign. When you got to get NFL superstars to try to convince kids to spend at least at bare minimum 60 minutes outside doing something. 
Right. It's like that. That was the indicator because you know, on the other hand, our ki- our parents were always like, "Where the hell are you? The streetlights came on. You're not home. You know, you gotta be home." You know, so I remember we grew up on a defunct Air Force base. School was out. Our parents were working. We would go out and run the neighborhood, like literally skate the neighborhood, ride bikes. There was a whole group of like 13, 14 of us. Yeah. And we would just be gone raiding, you know, oh, thirsty, go crack that guy's spigot open on the side of his house and get a hit of water and, you know, maybe come home four hours later for a hot dog or two and go back out. And there's a difference, too, because back then, all 13, 14 people were skating as fast as they could. You watch kids now, and they're walking their boards down the fucking sidewalk. Well, it's, it's a... Yeah. It's a... It's like, come on, dude. Well, that's why... It, that's And it's so dumb, because the the young cats who do skate are so looking for their call-out-a-poser moment that they make fun of people who carry their skateboard by the front truck. They call that the mall carry, because real skaters don't carry it by the... That's the most easiest Actually, way to carry that's, a skateboard. That's, that's that's the weapon carry. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so I, you have to appropriately put your your uh, skateboard at a 35-degree angle, put your hand in the center of the deck with your palm towards the base and your fingers wrapped around gently holding the grip tape in order to be a real skateboarder. No, kid. The proper way to carry that is it on the ground and your feet on top of it. Yep, unless there's right. a water puddle or you're waiting in line to get a drink at McDonald's. Oh, we went through some puddles too. Remember that uh, Kroger's? Yeah. It would rain, and we just sail through there. Of course, our our bearings were shot after that, but yeah, eh. we didn't have a little bit of lube. You're good to go. <laughs> so, Adam texted me yesterday. He's like, "Hey, you busy?" I was like, "I just got done running uh, three miles and doing thirty burpees with a eighteen pound weighted vest on because another Instagram virtual race came across my timeline, and this one didn't cost anything but five bucks for the shipping, and so I did that yesterday." And talking about, you know, physical fitness and all that stuff, it's like, feel free to do something that kicks your ass. Um, running three miles for me is nothing, but just adding 18 pounds and then doing 10 burpees between every mile, and I just posted the YouTube video, so if you guys want to see an honest video of me getting my ass kicked, just just that added weight, you know, and you don't have to do anything crazy. Like I was talking in the video, it's just the reason I do those things is I want to suffer a little bit and I want to challenge myself and kick my own ass and i think maybe if some of these younger cats would do that or be allowed to do that let's be honest a lot of the stuff that we ridicule them for they have no control over you know they weren't allowed to play dodgeball in school and they could only play flag football or tag football and you know all the stuff that boys do to be boys have been banned in school for so long so we we can't blame them too much it's just a world that the cats who are in charge enforce on actually but because it's not so much what they did in school because yes, schools always had restrictions. Even when we were in school, somebody had to made the mistakes before us to give us the rules that we mm-hmm. had. But they they have a whole other life, which is seventy five percent of it out of school. You yeah, know what I mean? but not only is it school, but they go home from school and they watch Nickelodeon, they watch Disney Channel. It's the same message, and then and they, they, they don't they, have what we had. And they, they go online, and it's the same message, and so they're just getting it nonstop. Um, I mean, yes. We got in trouble, but I don't remember anybody in my school getting expelled for biting her Pop-Tart into a pistol, and we all fucking did it, because that's what boys do. Every one of us on this podcast has bitten a, ha- a bologna sandwich, a peanut butter sandwich, a Pop-Tart, something that originally started square, turned into a pistol at some point, and none of us shot up our schools, and none of us got kicked out. And this is coming from somebody who went to school 
and actually left shortly before two people I went to elementary school actually got into a gun altercation in school. But well, Skip, when we used to go to school, you'd park your truck in the parking lot and everybody had rifles in the back. Yep. Um, Gordon and I grew up in Kentucky. Our dad at Boone County High School, they had rifle classes. Um, I actually had, uh, when I was in ROTC in high school in Grove City, we had a rifle class, believe it or not. We had, and it was the NRA standards, and we sat there in the uh, auditorium mm-hmm. and learned the right way to hold a gun and, and, you know, go prone and this and that. And I mean, there was nothing else, nothing live with it, but the fact that they were there. The system, yeah. the system started squeezing that out by the time I got to middle school because when I was in middle school, the boys weren't allowed, but the girls' gym class still did archery. We weren't allowed nowhere near that shit. They already realized the boys, they done fucked it up. The girls can still do archery. The boys, they don't get any weapons of any sort. Um, we'll be playing William Tell over there. and Yeah, so they that had already been erased, and uh, they still let the girls do it. But I'm sure that's long gone, too, by now. I can't yeah, imagine. Well, same with auto shop and home economics, all the, all the good core life skills. I took... I went to tech school. We had auto shop. They had auto mechanics. They, you know, auto body, auto mechanics, machining, welding. I was in graphic arts, which ended up being a waste because everything went digital as soon as I graduated. Uh, they had everything like that. Me and too. I actually did well. You know, I, I think tech schools is something they need to bring back in force. I took eight semesters of wood shop. Um, by the time I was a senior in high school, the teacher was let me install subwoofers and amplifiers in people's cars in the back parking lot right outside his door because I'd already done all the woodshop project. All that shit that I learned, you know, from using the table saws, the band saws, the routers. Yeah, back before routers meant internet device. Um, sanders, <laughs> uh, all the files. <laughs> he said bastard file. All You know, planers and all that stuff. That actually all came in handy. Two years after I got out of high school, and I was building ambulances for a living. I did the wiring up for years. I did I did the electrician work for years. So all the years I'd spent installing amplifiers and subwoofers kind of, you know, gave me a, a foot up over somebody who's never worked with electricity. And then after I got burnt out on that, I went to the installer side, putting in the floors and the walls and the headliners, using table saws and band saws and all that shit all day. And so having eight semesters worth of experience with that stuff, kind of got me flown into that quicker than someone who would came in who you got to get over that initial fear of the table saw and the kickbacks and knowing how to you know it takes a lot of skill to uh run a quarter inch uh actually smaller than a quarter inch piece of plywood through a table saw without it bending all by yourself you know you have to do all that shit by yourself and that's all skills that i learned in wood shop and all that stuff's gone you know i know mike well, Ro- I- mike rose trying to turn that all around yeah, well, and also, like, I also believe that that's part of what's to blame for a complete lost generation of children who just want everything handed to them. They've never had any type of experience to know their worth in doing something. They're just entitled. Well, and even when we were in school, we heard, you got to go to college. If you don't go to college, you're, nothing is going to matter. And I, I'm here to tell you, I probably make more college money than most college graduates I know, at least in my family. Hey, to you be know, fair, you you started going to college. <laughs> you went to college. I did, but college. I ultimately uh, chose an apprenticeship program yep. through electrical, and uh, you know that absolutely that's open doors, man. It's opened a ton of doors. I had a thought, What's but I there? lost it. It was it was right off of what Adam was saying about um. Well, like check my that original. Man, it may have it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, my original welding certs came from the pipe fitters five two five out of Las Vegas. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so technically, because that was my fallback plan. Mm-hmm. While I was also running my business at night, I worked during the day for the 525. I came out as a journeyman. And if anything ever happened, I could still go back and I could be a lazy fucking welder for the pipefitters. You know? And you'll get a you'll get a nice pension. Exactly. That's what, it, that's what it was. Either Adam Gordon, one, one of you were saying, but, you know, kids don't understand the value of things or because they don't work for it. They don't, you know, they have a harder time. I think a bigger part of that is digital currency. I think the fact that, oh, I want some Xbox stuff. I want Call of Duty skins. Let me whip out this little green business card that has some numbers on the back. I type it in, and boom, they're there. Oh, um, I want to sell this baseball card to my buddy. He's going to open up his cash app and type some numbers in there, and then I give him this baseball card. Um, whereas when we wanted something, we had to go out and mow your lawns and get some quarters, dig through the couches, find quarters and nickels and count pennies and, and look for the dollar bills and go through the dryer, hoping to, you know, and go to the coin star. And even when you got your check, you had to go cash your check and then put it in the bank and then withdraw enough cash to have on you and all that. And now that everything's just digital and instant gratification, I think also has really hurt a lot of stuff. And I was real bad, you know. I remember when eBay first started. Oh, you can buy that on eBay, but I want it now. I don't want to wait two weeks to get that. If I can buy it locally, I'll buy it locally. But then Amazon changed, and now, oh, I can have it tomorrow? And I don't have to go to the bank? I don't have to... I can just put in these magic numbers? And I think instant gratification and digital currency has hurt a lot of what we're seeing with, especially with kids. They they don't know. Then again, my question to you is... Without physically putting the I'm sorry, you're break- your your signal's breaking up. What was that? Sorry, it's because I pulled my earphone out. Okay. I was trying to say how how many times have you done that without physically putting your hands on it in the store and regretted that purchase? Though? Especially clothes. Um, being oh, six Jesus foot five, Christ. it's hard enough in a store, much less uh, ordering it online. Yeah. Right. Clothes are clothes are rough, um, especially in the t-shirt game because there's so many different quality materials, and you get that cheap t-shirt, you got the extra large, you wear it once, it fits, you wash it once, and now it's a medium and a half. It's like, well, that was a waste of twenty bucks. Yeah, and, and um, I don't know. I I held that fishing rod in my hand, and <laughs> regretting it, whereas my casking came off of Amazon. So I don't know. Um, sometimes, well, I mean. Uh, to be honest with you, that's like kind of saying that it's not the shooter, it's the rifle. Oh, I said that. I, I've said on my YouTube, I said, I know it's a shitty tradesman. That's a bad load in a, that round. It's a it shitty was. tradesman who blames his tools, but uh, when the tool doesn't even get on the plywood, it's like, come on. Well, it could also be like, it's like it might not just be jinxed. It might be the combo you have set up too, because some reels just don't work well on certain rods. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's frustrating when you have two kayaks within thirty yards fishing the same bait, the same line, same reel, and she's just pulling them in, and I'm like, oh come on, not even getting a bite, come on. Well, I'm sure things will turn around. It's just to say, come on, is fucking the fact there's a big thirteen. I'm gonna make that thirteen into an eight. I don't know that three into an eight, but it's just. I was like, I drove, I drove. What was it? I drove. It was like seven and a half hours down to. Branson, Missouri, down at Table Rock Lake. Beautiful day. Weather was perfect. Everybody around me was catching fish. I didn't even get a nibble. Well, I wasted more bait by getting tagged. That's because you made the most biggest mistake of somebody who lives in the Ozarks. 
You smited the Osmonds. You went to fucking Branson and didn't even bother to swing in and see Donnie and Marie's show. You just went fishing. You went right through Branson, Missouri, the the flyover state's version of Nevada or Reno. You can't just go through Branson and not catch a Donnie Osmond show. Of course you didn't catch a damn thing. <laughs> you got to stop and pay yeah. tribute to the Osmonds, man. They need their, their, their beaks wet. They got to keep that, that money train rolling. And there's plenty tribute. of other entertainments in Branson. That's where you Have go. You the similar thing coming from Missouri. Have you ever heard of a, a town called Uranus, Missouri? Nope. Um, you'll have to Google it after we're done. So it's about an hour outside of St. Louis. Um, and literally, like, the whole town is based off of the name Uranus. Their main source of income is the fudge factory. Yeah, I've seen that. Yep, I've seen those uh, videos. Well, we got that beat in that same area we are talking about the uh, cabin earlier. I was in Big Bone, Kentucky. Right Uranus the, Fudge Factory and General Store. And right around Beaverlick was a <laughs> store that my mom worked at. So we had Beaverlick inside of Big Bone. So. Well, yeah, right next to each other. It was like somebody did the big 69 right through there. Yep. But yeah, um, so I did that. And then I want to go fishing tonight, but that fell through. So I went to the gym. And uh, it's super busy. It's so damn busy right now. I don't know if it's because it's the new That's what we'd like to call a good problem to have. Eh. Yeah. I guess. You know, when you do your lives with that. How? Um, like, really? Like, you should make you should make a video before it, um, like, announcing it. And you should do, like, a first-person fisherman type of deal, where instead of, like, you picking what you fish with, just your viewers get to pick with it. That way, if you have a bad day... You can't blame it on yourself. you. You can blame it on the viewers. Well, it's funny you say that because Carrie had uh, me carry a third pole around with her because uh, dudes are real bad with women. She gets all the viewers like, throw a frog, throw a swivel bait, throw a... So she actually brought a third rod that already had a swim bait on it and she bought some frogs just so she could shut people up because she's, she's like, if I switch my bait constantly, I'm never going to get anything done. But she actually brought a third rod just so it had a... Uh, a swim bait on it just so when people start trying to throw a swim bait she had one ready to go but it's crazy dudes are weird man they're like test her what kind of knot are you using to make sure she knows that she yeah. you know she actually is out there fishing and so but yeah she deals with that but no it's a that is a smart idea i need to do that i'll put one up a few hours i i got that new bait i ordered off of uh sasquatch custom lures um i i yeah. got that one i can't that's a nice lipless crankbait you did a damn good job um airbrushing that and doing all by hand but no that is a good idea i need to start doing that because i do i do get a, quite a bit of traffic on those live streams i know people who are living in states right now where they open a the guiding door and it's m- not minus five and even when i'm not catching shit they like to look at the palm trees and all that one thing i thought about doing i don't know if it'll work i have a sneaking suspicion i might make it work i was thinking about if i can well the downside is it would be less youtube content but maybe I'll try it once. If I can connect my GoPro to my phone and get the TikTok live to use that as the camera source, then you guys will actually get the view of what I'm looking at, kind of like my YouTube audience does, instead of just the static True. phone sitting in my cup carrier. True. And so I'm going to see if I can if I can connect my... I know I can connect my phone to my GoPro, but I don't know if TikTok is advanced enough to let you choose which video source you want to use. I'm sure there's probably third-party apps that make all that work, but then you're, yeah. you're bloating your phone down. But that would be kind yeah, of cool. So what I used to do to, to actually do exactly what you're talking about, I'd use one of my old phones. Yep. And I would 
I would use my hotspot. Oh, um, I got you. I would, I would use live and film the live from the camera on top of the head, which was my phone. And then I would be able to read the comment from the useless phone that was just watching live. Uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And you would just have to turn down the volume on the second phone so you don't get the old guitar feedback. Yeah. Oh. On a lighter note, I wasn't going to announce any of this even on TikTok for probably another two months. You're transitioning? Um, yes, very much so. Um, so brave man, I acquired, I acquired all the rights, everything, my business license complete for misfit bait and tackle. Nice. Um, as, as I told you, like I make soft baits, stuff like that. Um, I'm actually going to start selling it majorly online and, um, <clears throat> I'll ship you one of my lures that I've, um, I've never seen it. I've never posted about it. Um, it's like a mix between, I call it a jitterbug. It's a mix between a jitterbug and a whopper pop. Okay. So, you know, the, the section jitterbug that swim like a, in that shape. Yep. So basically, like, the front half is the same as the jitterbug, but the back half that pivots is essentially a whopper plumper. So not only are the fish not just relying on sight to see it, They're they hear that the sound. Well, yep. I've been I've been practicing, and I've gone through three different versions of it, and the one I have now, um, part of what I'm going to use tomorrow, is uh, my final product. I'm actually pretty happy with fantastic yeah definitely i'll have you send one my way now i know you and i were talking yesterday and you were going to jot down i just want to make sure we cover your list of shit if you have any other topics you want to bring up before we get into the news no no um you know that we pretty much covered everything that we i, I was going to talk a lot of shit on russia because besides the fact that there are horrible things happening all over social media that they're, they're making russia look stupid <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and Anonymous is attacking them, too. That's is, fantastic. Germany finally came off some weapons. Um, they're kind of getting some support, but they're, they're only getting as much support as we can give them without truly risking fucking Doctor Who situation. True. Yeah. But also, like, I believe, like, the, this guy that they're telling the, the ghost of the other whoever who shot down, like, 13 24 hours. Someone said he got shot. Some people saying he doesn't exist, and then someone said he got shot down, but he survived. So I don't know. You know, you want to say, well, I hope he exists, but it turns out that the Snake Island story wasn't completely true. It, it happened, but people didn't die, which is a better better thing. I'm glad that the 14 people didn't die. Just hopefully Russia treats them appropriately and follows the Geneva Convention and returns them after this whole thing's fucking over. I yeah. did see a video... Um, didn't see the intro to it. I don't know if it's one of these Russian soldiers who gave up or if he was taken prisoner, but he's basically saying that they're like, well, how did this whole thing come to be? And he said, we were, you know, Putin keeps calling it their military exercise. Well, that's what he yeah. was telling his soldiers. They had no idea that they were going to be live firing on Ukraine. They thought they were out just doing, uh, advanced military training and, that's why you're seeing some of these younger cats, especially people who have family over there. They're like, the, uh, the, this wasn't what we were down for. And then I'm seeing video. Um, it could be doctor, but I believe it because it looks legitimate. They're showing a Russian soldier cracking open to his case of K rations or their equivalent. And the sh he's showing the expiration date. Putin's sending his guys food that expired seven years ago. So now these guys not have fuel and, you know, kind of like how... Patton overran his fuel line. These guys overran their fuel line. It's taking longer than they thought. So they got this 40 mile caravan that's at a screeching halt until they can get re everybody refueled. 
And then their troops are basically sleeping outside for five more months now because they've been there a lot longer than this battle's been going on. And now they're like being forced to eat food storage at food stores and K rations that are seven years old. It's like, yeah, how? That's, that's ridiculous. Well, that's good news for us because all that sort of stuff hurts their morale. And it's like, yeah. well, I can continue being out here or I can just give up and maybe uh, go on that side and find some food, maybe uh, fight against this government that I don't agree with that I got inscripted into serving. Yeah, well, and, you know, even, even like, not just this conflict, like, thinking of it logically, and it's it's been passed around, like, before all this and everything else. Like, realistically, if every soldier in any army just decided not to fight, there'd be no fucking Because yeah. all they're doing is fighting for a specific group of people. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, did you hear the most recent um, most recent answer why they've uh, they've attacked Ukraine? Well, no. we know it was a peacekeeping mission at the beginning. Then we know they're fighting the the Ukrainian neo Nazis. And now, what's the new? That the Ukraine has the ability to make nuclear weapons. So they just keep making it worse. Right? I was gonna say they already. Well, they already gave all the nuclear old, weapons away. Uh, old Soviet era technology the way they could make nuclear weapons. I just saw it on the news. It but they haven't, and they already gave you all their nuclear weapons because you agreed never to invade them, and here we are. So, yeah. you know, it's like, which way do you want to go with this? Uh, insane. So we were talking about the funny town names earlier, and I looked up Beaverlick, Kentucky, and there's a picture that pops up. It says Beaverlick Pizza Parlor. This is out of Kentucky. It tastes just like your mama's. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, I don't I can't find the real pizza parlor, but it'd be funny if it's a shirt because I think that would be your next one, Don. Yeah, I already have my um, rabbit hash rabbit hash shirt. So a few days ago, when this I think on Tuesday, when, I don't know this, this Ukrainian stuff's been going so so fast. It was a couple days ago. Somebody I follow, not a bot, but a legitimate person on Instagram, posted this picture of like fifty I don't know Ukrainians from probably 14 years ago, and they had a Ukrainian flag and had some SS logos and some Nazi propaganda bullshit. And, and his caption was, well, all you Americans crying over Ukraine, you're supporting this. To which I replied the same, I typed out the same thing I did my TikTok video on. I said, well, you know, that's 50 assholes. If 50 assholes is justification to invade a country, then every country on this planet's going to be justifiably invadable because we all have more than 50 assholes, right? And he came back with, so Ukraine has been fighting Russian separatists since 2014? I said, yeah, Ukraine has been fighting Russian separatists in a proxy war that the Russian army has been financing on Ukrainian land since 2014, but I still don't know how that leap gets made to neo-Nazis. And, of course, no reply. So, Oh, and that's what's crazy, especially when the president is of Ukraine is of Jewish, Jewish descent. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. It just. It, it, I'm not again, saying there's no neo Nazis in Ukraine, but there's once again you have. They don't 50. count. Yeah, just like they're yeah. the, the few hundred we have here in the United States, they don't fucking count. There's definitely not enough justification to invade an entire country. Like, you know, the bad thing is, is when you don't see the original footage released and they talk about it, but then they play it ad nauseum in the background while they're talking to people in the streets, like on Fox News. You'll see these video clips. And I didn't see the original release, so I don't have the context, but it just looks like, I don't know if this is footage from when the Ukrainians shot the other convoy and blew all their trucks up, or if this is footage of just Russia fucking mortar striking uh, 
I want to say Kiev, but I've learned today that Kiev is the Russian pronouncement of it, and so you got to call it Kiev to get, do the Ukrainian version so that you're not sliding it. But it just looks like nonstop mortar attacks just coming down on the city just, just because. And it's like, holy shit, these guys are just, at the point now, they're just artillery bombing parts of the city. It's fucking yeah, nuts. It, well, they're actually, it's now being said that they're using vacuum, vacuum bombs. bombs. Yeah, vacuum bombs and uh, the other ones that set the air on fire. Um, it, that was an acronym. I've seen the MOABs. We have the mother of all bombs, but they said Russia dropped the FOAB, which I guess stands for father of all bombs. But um, I haven't seen any reports of uh, follow-up so reports is of that coming in saying that Russia used cluster. U Ukraine rights groups say Russia used cluster and vacuum bombs, and some of it's, it's actually ended up killing civilians and and. Uh, and thermobaric weapons. From what I understand, the whole quote-unquote Geneva Convention safe use of a, va va a vacuum bomb, at least the way they're describing the news, is usually we all have an agreement not to use these on population centers because, well, they're fucking horrible weapons. But allegedly the ideal use for them is, is if you're, like let's say it's another Vietnam situation, right? And you need to clear a giant swath of land so you can land helicopters and logistics. That's where these bombs are supposed to be used because they literally just knock fucking trees down and just clear wide, vast land like that. And so everybody apparently has them, but we're all supposed to be under the agreement, which we all know how good Russia are with agreements, that you're not supposed to be using them on population centers. And apparently they got pretty damn close to a population center with one. Well, evidently, Russia State News accidentally publishes articles saying Russia has defeated Ukraine and restored its historical borders. That doesn't Oops. surprise me. We talk on the What's the Scale about all the time. Accidentally on purpose. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we got lucky in World War II was not only did Russia, uh, German and Japanese out news sources lie to their people, but they lied to the army as well because in Germany's case, People are so fucking afraid of Hitler killing them for not doing their jobs. They they fudged their numbers and they lied. And on the Japanese side, their army and their navy didn't get along. The fucking navy had no idea the army. I'm sorry, the army had no idea the navy built Henderson Field on Guadalcanal until the Marines getting ready to raid it, and that's when they went over there back it up. But all that came in such luck for us because that lack of communication, the the incorrect reporting of ships sunk and, and battle numbers. It truly does help the the other side. So, you know, Russian lying to their people, and I'm sure lying to their troops, it, it'll all come out in the wash and help Ukraine a little bit. I don't know how much help they truly have. You know, it's so heart, it's so heartbreaking when you see the newscasters being honest, saying, "Look, they're they're holding them out. They're doing a good fight, but once Russia decides to use the entire might of their army, these guys are essentially fucked." But it's the truth of the matter, but hopefully they don't use. Hopefully something happens where they don't use the entire might of their military, and Ukraine can hold out until then. I don't know. It's it just. Sucks. If they keep having their logistics problems with running out of fuel in that, that's a huge help. Running out of fuel, people don't realize that GPS on your phone is provided by the United States military. So Russia don't have that. They have and, their own equivalent. And then I and hear. Not, let's uh, let's not forget also with that process is uh, the fact that in Ukraine the uh, street workers are basically basically taking the signs. signs. Yep, they're the taking old... signs is basically saying go fuck yourself this way, and then the other version of go fuck yourself that way. You know, it's 
Yep. It's pretty so funny. They're relying on a lot of the old school technology. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of their it's slow and and uh, it'll slow things down. But I'm sure that the Ukrainian military probably have to rely on old runners and analog communication because I'm sure anything they try to broadcast digitally will be intercepted by the Russians. And then how do we get all our weapons to them? You know, what do through you do? Poland. Through Poland, yeah. but still, what I mean, you do is you way. drive that. That's truck a long up. way from Kiev's. You know, well, it's just, it's just as far away as the other border. And it may uh, be no Kiev's real close to Belarus. That's the problem. It's like 60 miles away. Yeah, but so, you may lose the city. But if you can hold on to the rest of the country, I mean, you may have to fall back to the Alamo, if you will, as long, yeah, as, Kiev, as, long as Kiev's not no longer the Alamo. But if you slowly start moving your government officials back closer to Poland and that's where the yeah. uh, that's where the rear and the gear is, you just got to kind of calibrate. You know, I understand wanting to stay in the capital for optics, but at some point you got to think militarily like, well, instead of having all our people here getting ready to be arrested, we need to move back a little bit and put up the fight somewhere else. And if it's- yeah, but not only that, Oh, sorry. No, not go ahead. only that, it, it would actually be beneficial to push everything through Poland because if Belarus does decide to have the balls to attack, that brings people to their aid automatically anyways. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. Putin's like, Oh, well, if anybody gets involved, I'm going nuclear. Well, things aren't going the way of plan, so I'm going to try to get Belarus, which is a puppet government that I run anyhow. Well, technically, it's still you bringing in a third party, so well, and they at invaded that point, out of there. Yeah, I know. <sighs> yeah, it, yeah. What they tried to get a uh, Kazakhstan, they told them no. No, they tried to get um. Oh crap! That small country, not Crimea. That's part of it, but th- there's another country they tried to get, and then they tried to get Belarus, and they seem like they're backing down. And it sounds like China's kind of changing their stance on 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 Russia's invasion right now. It's it's going in a positive direction, and now there's dissent has is uh, there's at least three members in Russia's parliament has spoken out against this invasion. Did you see so, the UN today when the Russian delegate stood up to give a speech and everybody just fucking walked out on him? Yep, and that is yep. a beautiful thing. That's the shit that needs to keep going on. Well, the thing with China is China, despite what we believe, China's economy is not doing that well but even before this thing happened, and they're kind of using Russia as their backup plan, but now they're seeing their backup plan losing access to the financial banking system, and they're going back to investing in gold. No one's Everybody's going to start boycotting their oil. It's like, well, shit, we're putting all our, you know, we're attaching our wagon to this horse, but this horse is starting to get lame. Maybe we need to start looking in some other stables and not putting all of our our money into this bad bag. So you think this ghost of Kiev is legit, or you think it's a good story to up morale? I hope it's legit, but, you know, I, I have seen people try- claiming that it's it's, you know, made up. I guess we won't know until we know. Um, yeah, you, but I mean, at the same time, like either way, it could be fake media or it could be people trying to debunk it, make it seem like it is. But I mean, at the rate that Russia has been fucking up, I honestly would rather believe that somebody shot down 12 or 13 planes in 24 hours. Then hope. Exactly. And if anything, they need it for that morale boost. Right? Well, then you got that, the uh, Ukrainian Marine who was the demolition expert. You hear that one yet? Oh, the guy who uh, basically threw himself on his own petard and took out a bridge? Yeah, he was basically wiring up a bridge to slow down the advance over the river. And this wasn't just some, you know, two-lane thoroughfare. It was a big fucking bridge. And allegedly, the story goes, is he was 
trying to huff it back across the bridge and realized that if if he waited until he got to safety, it'd be too late. And so he gave the order and allegedly blew up with the bridge. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, the will to fight and the reason to fight, it'll, it'll get you. I mean, look at the Battle of the Bulge, World War II. <clears throat> Americans surrounded on all sides by the Nazis, and they held out until cavalry arrived. Now, obviously, they had cavalry that's willing to arrive, but they had that will to fight, and they were definitely outnumbered but and out outgunned. They didn't have winter clothing and low on ammunition, but through proper leadership and the ter- determination to fight, they held out as long as they could, and luckily for them, well, they'll, the Airborne will tell you they didn't need the armor to help, but you know the armor finally came and helped them out. And I'll tell you what, if Ukraine can continue these numbers of losing 130 dead and wounded to 3,000 Russians, that's a, that's a pretty good margin. I mean, war sucks. You don't want people dying. But I would rather Ukraine lose 130 dead and wounded to 3,000 instead of Russia losing 130 to 3,000 Ukrainians. Yeah, and I'd also like to see more Russians just saying, what the fuck, we're done, and walking away from it, like, you know, and, and, and basically just uh, going in as prisoners. Um, did you hear the uh, is it the Ukrainian representative in UN read the uh, the text from the um, smartphone that they found on a dead Russian soldier? Yeah, but I was so, I was so caught off by the headlines because you sent that to me, but the way the headline was written, it made it sound like, Ukrainian ambassador reads text message before soldier kills him or something like that, or before death or whatever. So you read the headline, you're like, holy shit, they killed a Ukrainian ambassador, made him read a hostage letter? But no, it was him reading the text from the Russian soldier, but I didn't I didn't finish the whole video. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. He basically is, the, the Russian soldier was texting his mom saying, I don't know why we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is absolutely horrible, and and unfortunately, the, the kid lost his life. Uh, I think the worst part is how much the Russian government is lying to their own soldiers right now. You know, it's insane. It's that's what's going to create their problem for, from within. I don't want to step out on a rock here and catch people off guard, but that is a communist country. They're not exactly honest with their people. <laughs> Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? And now, breaking news. What is the drink or the beverage that you wish we were never introduced to as children? Mountain Dew. Correct. Moist. Well, you better start looking around there in Florida. Alcoholic Mountain Dew goes on sale in select states. I'm good. I got my Miller Lite. That's all I need. Popular soda beverage Mountain Dew is returning to its roots by being mixed with alcohol. The PepsiCo-owned brand was originally created in 1940 as a mixer for alcoholic beverages. Probably the world's sweetest snake bite. Mm -hmm. Now PepsiCo is rolling out a new line of hard beverages. Hard Mountain Dew, according to the Boston Beer Company. So it's going to be the Mountain Dew equivalent of White Claw. Nah, because it's going to have too much sugar in it. I, I, White Claw is uh, is uh, spicy water, or just basically, a, you know, a carbonated water with a little alcohol in it. But uh, they've teamed up with the Boston Beer Company, which is partnering to help create the drink. Beginning February the twenty fourth, that day has since passed. The drink will be sold in four flavors in Florida, Tennessee, and Iowa. With plans to expand to more states through 2022, here are the hard Mountain Dew flavors. Original Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, Black Cherry Mountain Dew, 
Yeah. And the worst, God, watermelon, really? Did Mountain Dew truly need to have a new flavor? No. It was, there's something wrong It's, it's with already it. crack enough. I so, mean, I understand Taco Bell wanted to expand their variety because <laughs> I still, it, it still amazes me that Taco Bell's Mountain Dew never tastes like Mountain Dew, but they all taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> they never taste like Mountain Dew, but they all taste no. the same. They all have the same consistency of fuckery about. Pawn Stars. We've all watched Pawn Stars. Uh, another show that Discovery Channel producers destroyed single-handedly. Well, the mother of Pawn Stars celebrity decides to sue over assets and ownership of the Las Vegas business. So did he get divorced? No. Pay attention. <coughs> The mother of the Pawn Stars celebrity sues over assets and ownership of Las Vegas business. Pawn Stars celebrity Rick Harrison is being sued by his mother. Because his dad died. In a dispute over family assets and ownership of the Las Vegas business featured in the long-running reality TV show, as we all know. And this is according to court records. The civil lawsuit was filed Thursday in the Nevada State Court by attorneys for Harrison's mother... Joanne Harrison, according to the RJ. It names Rick Harrison, the Golden Silver Pawn Shop, businesses and entities Harrison Properties, Joe Rich Properties, and others as defendants. According to uh, Rick Harrison, the allegations are false, and I think my 81-year-old mother is being manipulated by others for their personal gain. Now, lawyers... Glenn Lerner involved? Don uh, <laughs> doesn't know what Glenn Lerner is, probably. Although he lives in Florida, too. No, we got we got for the people. Oh, no. Glenn Lerner is a, is a whole different character. He looks like Saul Goodman. Yeah. yeah. But muscular. I, um, I can see the theme song. Well, now it's Lerner and Roe, because he's, from what I understand, he, he can't practice in Nevada by himself. Anyway, the breach of contract complaint says... Joanne Harrison was married for 58 years to the late Richard Harrison, who, as we all know, is the old man. It alleges that uh, while she was hospitalized in, get this year, 2000 or 2001, which is way before the show. So when she was 70. But before the show, Rick Harrison, one of the couple's three sons, had her sign over to him her 51% ownership and interest to the pawn shop. Flash forward to 2009 when the business became a setting for the History Channel show that also featured grandson Richard Corey Harrison and family friend Austin Chumley Russell, who seems to have been busted for meth a few times. Uh, and her husband. The and the, the lawsuit basically says that when Richard Harrison died in 2018, Joanne Harrison inherited his 49% share because Rick already obscounded with the allegedly... 51% back in 2000 or 2001. And, uh, but Rick Harrison has failed to provide her with complete documentation of its finances. Whoops. Joanne Harrison, well, you know, it is pawn shop owner. So, yeah. Joanne Harrison alleges that she uh, has been unable to get the proper accounting of more than 500K worth of cash and silver that she believes her husband accumulated before his death. The lawsuit uh, seeks unspecified damages and accounting of assets, a court order banning Rick Harrison from using funds belonging to Joanne Harrison, 
and a and a constructive trust over property that belongs to her. So, needless to say, things that it'd you be interesting to be a fly in that house because kind of like he was this saying, is why you don't do family business with family. Well, it's kind of like he was saying: is somebody getting in her ear? Because you think, okay, she's what eighty-one. Yeah, some lawyer. She's already got forty-nine percent from her husband. I'm sure she has bankrolled enough money to live another 80 years and still leave some to her, her family and all that. So it's like you want to spend the next nine years of your life battling with your family, making some lawyers rich over what? Yeah. Cause there'll be nothing left over. Once you pay the law fees, there'll be nothing left. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, one final story. Remember the story of Hank to tank. Yep. Well, evidently it's a bear battalion. Hank the Tank turns out to be three separate bears. Hey, boo-boo. South Lake Tahoe, California. Hank the Tank is actually three bears. According to DNA evidence, uh, now that shows the that the 500-pound black bear and the publicly has nicknamed Hank the Tank is, in fact, at least three not-so-little bears who have damaged more than 30 properties around the Lake Tahoe area. The State Department of Fish and Wildlife on Thursday said it will be soon begin trapping bears in the South Lake Tahoe area to tag the animals in order to collect evidence for more genetic analysis. Now, that is the public post statement of what happened using DNA. Here's what truly happened. Someone went out and shot Frank the Tank, cleaned him up, and put him away. And two days later, there's another report of Hank the Tank destroying property into which someone said, huh, Steve, I thought you took care of that problem. I did. He's still in the back of my truck. Well, shit. <laughs> well, evidently, these bears have been re- responsible for more than 150 incidences Yeah. in the area. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I did see somebody take a California cl- flag and make it a fat bear and just called it Hank the Tank. Um but you're going to do what you're going to do. It is a it's sleepy mountain town. So they will uh, they'll have fun with that. But that is all I got for the news this evening. I appreciate everybody hanging out with us for another episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. And like always, if you want to support the show, please head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link. Please like, subscribe, and then um, it's a dollar a month if you kind of like us. If you really like us, we got a $3.50 a month plan. And if you fucking love us, we got a $7.50 a month plan. And after month two... I will send you a free T-shirt from our store of your liking. And um, we did hit our 1,000 subscribers. We're like 1,080 now on YouTube. But here's what I need you guys to do. I'm going to do a little gorilla finagling of our numbers. I need you guys to go to our YouTube channel on a device that you're not maybe currently using and just click a playlist and let it run for a few hours because we got the 1,000, but... I need a couple of hours of view times before they'll finally monetize us and we can start getting some coins off the ads that they're running on our fishing videos and all that good stuff. Here's your check for one dollar. Hey, a dollar's a dollar. I'll take it. But hey, I uh, got two cell phones, I'll help you tonight. There you go. <laughs> and Gordon does have a video up there. Uh we posted one um when he was showing you how to uh, stiffen up your couch. And um, I just posted one today that's not a fishing video. It's actually me getting my ass kicked in that uh, virtual race. I do have, you know, while I was talking about my bad day of fishing, I decided to put it out there. I'm going to share the two days of my bad fishing so you guys can laugh. 
complete with the day Carrie caught her 13 fish on her new rod was the day I finally convinced her to put a GoPro on her boat. So I have footage of her laughing and snickering all her way to the, the fish heavens while I'm in the background bitching and cussing. So you guys can enjoy my bad day of fishing and see how... That may be your most viewed video. Hey, I'll take it. But actually, my most viewed video um, is one, my TikTok video that I did with the Turkish wedding dance and um, me saying when I post a pro... 2A TikTok and then um, all the gun supporters coming to my defense. That thing has like 100,000 views on YouTube, but YouTube doesn't count short video watch towards your watch time, which sucks because like the last 400 subscribers we got were from YouTube short videos. And so that doesn't count towards your watch time. So the 100,000 views on that video. The other video that's a legit video I posted four or five years ago. There's two of them. One of them's funny as hell. One of the things annoying me the most about uh, working at a tech shop is people bring me the laptop cords in all just wrapped up like this and so i did a quick video where i literally said here's how you wrap your your cord up you go halfway 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 and then i took the, the velcro and i did it nice and neat it's a 30 second video that thing has like fifty thousand views People, slow down i can't see how to do it really you really need a slow step-by-step -step tutorial i got an idea you stop the video and you start it over <laughs> Well, yeah. And then the other one I got, somehow I inadvertently became the go-to guy for scratch-off cards on YouTube. <clears throat> About five years ago, I was Microsoft Office no longer sells CDs. So when you buy that box, it just has a business card with a download URL and a code. Well, I hastily scratched the, uh, the, the cover off with a coin, and I scratched the key code away. I'm like, motherfucker. This is a guy who's not done a lot of scratchers in his life. And so on my cell phone, I have the activation key code for Microsoft Office products because I've been activating them for the last 14 years. So I called that number, and when the automated guy came on, I said, hey, I accidentally scratched off my code, but there is a serial number. I was able to give him the serial number. He was able to provide me the key code and fix the problem. So I quickly put up a YouTube video. Hey, if this happens to you, call this number. Give them the serial number. They can give you the key code. Somehow, I for the last five years, hey, I did that with my Roblox card. I did that with my Apple card. How do I get this with my... Like, so now anybody who does that with any sort of gift card, PlayStation card, you go on there and there's like a whole community of like young kids and moms who've had this problem. I think that you've done this with every form of this type of deal out there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, somehow I'm the go-to guy. And, and when it first started happening, I would quickly Google, you know, Apple gift card text port and I'd post a phone number but at the point now I was like read through the comments we covered this about eight months ago but it's like I go on there daily and um people are still this this damn video let me let me pull up my YouTube stats um and then the uh half-ass review I did on the pressure washers one of our big ones um Were you biting me? real quick Seriously. before we wrap it up here let me just tell you let's see um, Don may be the last person in America with a coof. He's all snuffling and coughing over there. You know, I think I might be a long hauler. Um, let's see here. My question is, did you sound the same when you weren't catching fish? What's that? <laughs> I but, said, my question is, did you sound the same when you weren't catching fish? Yeah, his phone keeps breaking up. Did you sound the same when you weren't catching fish? Were you coughing uh, and snuffling? and? No. 
Um, as of right now, what to do with a scratch off key code? It's got 88,045 views yeah. and over 388 comments. The last one, um, thanks for sharing me this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, how do I do this with my Roblox card, my Google Play card? So somehow, um, I've become the go to guy for what to do when you scratch off videos. I'll figure it out. And then my TikTok video of the. Oh, I lied to you guys. Really? Will you quit biting me? The stupid TikTok video posted on YouTube of the dancing Turkish dance. 167,280 views, and I don't get credit towards my view count to get monetized. Because I would be there. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. Um, so I'm also I'm going to start a YouTube channel like for a descriptive of like the, the base stuff I'm doing. Uh-huh. So if I, if I link that TikTok, when it gets the views on TikTok, does it count that on YouTube as well? Or no. That what I do is when you upload your TikTok, just set your phone to save the video on your phone and then launch your YouTube app, hit upload short and upload it there. Because YouTube okay. is trying to compete with TikTok. And so they're putting all, basically, they're putting all their emphasis on short videos, which is why right. my my and short why video. monetize it? Because a lot of those videos on the YouTube shorts still have the TikTok logo. But so but why would they monetize that when it still kind of directs you to their competitors? I'm not saying monetize the video, but if I got 147,000 people viewing my content, the the view time should go towards my my view hours because people are still watching it. They're still getting advertisements on there. That's 144,000 people watch video that wouldn't have watched it if I didn't upload it. So I'm not saying I pay me for the ad run on my shorts. I'm just saying I should get credit for the view time on my videos because people are viewing the video that's on your server that has your ads running in between them. So I should at least get credit for that view time. But anyhow, that's enough bitching about YouTube. Um, thanks, Adam, for hanging out with us once again. And thank you, guys. Um, where can people – what is your – you have so many TikTok channels because they're constantly battling you for being mean. What is your current TikTok channel you want people to track you down at? Um, I'm under Social Outcast 83. There's only two accounts. It's Social Outcast 82 and 83. And that is going to do it for this week, and we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>